Hey there, friend. Got a minute? I know you're really excited about listening to today's episode, but I got a great feeling you're going to want to hear about my latest creation, especially if you're the smart, forward-thinking kind of woman that I know you are. And if you're actively looking for ways to improve in your own self-care and wellness, consider this a sign, synchronicity, or just serendipity playing full out to bring a little clarity and fun your way. Now, you know I love to talk about self-awareness on this show because to know yourself is to bring more joy and confidence your way. So that's why I'm so excited to share with you all the deets on my latest creation, the What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz. The What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz helps you to appreciate your unique mix of divine feminine and divine masculine energy so that you can unlock your muse method. And your Muse method is your ideal self-care and wellness pathway based on your preferences, your way of being, and your unique take on life. I've gotten so many positive reviews from quiz takers who have absolutely fallen in love with their results. They ask me things like, how did you know this about me? Which brings my heart so much joy. And I want you to fall in love with your results too. To find out what your ideal self-care and wellness pathway is, here's what you got to do. You got to go to www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash quiz to answer 11 questions. You can literally be done in five minutes or less. And once you're done taking the quiz, your results will be flying into your inbox. And trust me, you're going to love your guide. So what are you waiting for? Go take the quiz today and I'll see you on the other side of your results. Compassion is a skill, which means you don't just decide, hey, I'm going to be compassionate from now on. You have to actively work towards becoming a compassionate person. You pretty much have to train yourself to think differently. So if you're the kind of person that's quick to judge and dismiss any thought, belief, or action that doesn't immediately register into your value system, and guess what? We can all be guilty of this. Your challenge is to pause and reflect. Your challenge is to seek to understand, seek to accept, and seek to forgive. Welcome to the Joyful Energetic Mama Podcast, the place where busy mamas tune in to take out the struggle from the daily work-life juggle. I'm your host, Carla Diaz. I'm a married mama of three who jumped off the hot mess express and turned in her people-pleasing ways to become your personal cheerleader and encourager of dreams. Every week, you can expect simple and actionable tips on how to improve your own health and wellness. Are you ready to shift your mindset to go from that grouchy lady that your friends put up with to the joyful mama everyone wants to keep up with? Then this is the podcast for you. Did you know that only 6% of women view their period as a positive experience? I don't know about you, but I see a lot of room for improvement there. Better period health is possible. Follow my journey to better period health. I'm learning a lot, and so will you. To get weekly inbox updates on how to have a better period, go to bit.ly forward slash better period health, or click on the link in this episode's show notes. So that's bit.ly forward slash better period health. 
Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast. I'm your host, Carla Diaz, and today we're going to talk about something that I feel needs to be addressed given the state of the world, how everybody's feeling, and what am I talking about? I am talking about compassion. The world needs more compassion. Everyone can be more compassionate, not only towards others, but also towards yourself. So in today's episode, we're specifically looking at how we can use compassion to raise our own self-esteem. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things, and in particular, we're going to be focusing on the gift, the skill that is compassion, and why we need more of it in our lives. Welcome to episode 19, Raising Your Self-Esteem Through Compassion. So now, what is compassion? Well, compassion is holding space for someone who's suffering or grieving or going through a rough time. So it's like having concern for the troubles of another. Self-compassion is having concern for yourself and validating your own struggles. It's not beating yourself up over not getting that job promotion or not securing that podcast guest that you really wanted or for ending a failing relationship. For some people, it's easier to have compassion for others than for themselves. Um, It's easier to be more critical of your own misgivings, of your own misfortunes, or your own mistakes. For others, it's the flip side to that. Like, they're perfectly comfortable excusing their own misgivings, but they have a hard time not passing judgment on others. So no doubt, having compassion for others and for yourself is one of the best ways to bring people together. Valuing compassion allows us to realize how regardless of whatever your lot in life is, we are all connected by our own humanity, our own capacity for error, and in the absence of judgment, our own capacity for growth. So treating each other and yourself with kind regard and sympathy can be seen as a behavior or a personality trait. Like, I'm sure it's easy to say, like, when you think of someone that that you think highly of, you know, you might say, hey, they're a kind, compassionate person. According to Matthew McKay and Patrick Fanning, it's actually more than that. Compassion is a skill, and that means that anyone can learn and hone in on it to improve not only their relationship with others, but also the relationship that you have with yourself. And by that way, when you're compassionate with yourself, you can improve your self-esteem. So this is a topic that I'm really interested in bringing to you guys because for a long time, I struggled with my own self-esteem and it manifested in ways that, you know, I always wanted to seek approval of others I was always really hard on myself. I didn't give myself opportunities because I was too shy or I was too consumed about what other people thought about me. And needless to say, like that world when you don't care and love for yourself or, you know, you have a hard time accepting yourself for who you are, like your world shrinks. So today I'm bringing this topic to you because In case you've ever felt that way or if you're struggling with something right now, first of all, I want you to know that you're not alone, okay? I'm saying right now here, I've personally struggled with my self-esteem and it's something that, you know, I continue to work on. Um, You know, it's a muscle that you have to build. 
And two, I'm letting you know, if you give yourself a chance, you can work on improving your self-esteem through compassion. What does having compassion for ourselves tell us about our self-esteem? For those of us who struggle with an inner critic or a voice in our head that picks us apart for having that extra piece of cake, for hitting snooze instead of hitting the gym, or for not taking the opportunity to ask your boss for a raise, our sense of compassion towards ourselves can be an indicator of our self-esteem. So let me tell you, your inner critic does not want you to be compassionate towards yourself. Why? Because when you give yourself grace and you hold compassion for yourself, you loosen the chokehold that that nagging voice has on your perceived self-worth. So in this way, your sense of self-compassion is directly tied to your self-esteem. I'm sure if you've done any self-love work, you've come across the advice of talking to yourself like you would do to your best friend. So we all know a good friend would never trash on her bestie for failing the bar exam, or in my case, for failing the physical therapist licensure exam the first time around. So yes, I'm admitting that on my podcast because it's life. You know, I'm not perfect. But anyway, if your best friend or if you wouldn't talk to your best friend that way, then why do we talk to ourselves this way, right? Why is that acceptable? And more importantly, how do we stop? How do we become more compassionate to ourselves? Good question, right? Well, we all have feelings and thoughts about ourselves and about others. How we go about having those feelings and thoughts comes down to our worldviews, our cultural upbringing, our experiences, our belief system, and our values. So as you can see, there's a whole lot <laughs> of stuff that you're exposed to that creates and you know shapes your feelings and your thoughts about yourself and about others. So sometimes I feel like if people could just be better about putting themselves in someone else's shoes before passing judgment or before voicing their opinion, then the world could really be a kinder and more compassionate place. But, you know, I also realize that in order for everyone to get to that level, it requires an awareness of that fact that our experiences in life, our upbringings can be really different, but still equally valid. So that and the fact that people have to care about cultivating that kind of sensitivity, right? That's what we need to focus on. The good news is, is that if you've made it this far into the episode, I can tell something about you. I can tell that getting a better understanding of how your relationship with yourself and how it impacts your well-being is important to you. And chances are, you're probably also concerned about deepening your relationship with others as well. Let's throw an example out there. We're going to talk about Brenda. So Brenda used to beat herself up for her grazing habit. Without fail, she would always find herself stuffing her mouth with a handful of chips or a piece of bread when she wandered into the kitchen. Can anybody else relate? I know you can't see it, but my hand is raised on that one because I do a lot of grazing. So she wasn't necessarily hungry. If anything, Brenda thought that her grazing habit was due to boredom more than anything. But once Brenda understood why this was happening, it was as if a light bulb went off on her head. It turned out that every time she would argue with her daughter, 
and come to a standstill in the argument, in other words, they would stop talking to each other, it made Brenda feel uncomfortable and unsettled, even though she stuck to her guns. So, and because she couldn't talk to her daughter about her feelings, she would quell her anxiousness with bits and pieces of food. You know, all the time, Brenda thought it was a lack of willpower that caused her to eat bread, but really, it was just her way of trying to escape from a strained relationship with her daughter. So once she understood the root cause as to why she behaved the way that she did, the inner critic within her started to lose its influence on her self-esteem. Which brings us to the point that understanding is the first component to growing in compassion. Acceptance is the second step to growing compassion for yourself and for others. I'm going to use a personal example here. I have a hang-up about my hair. I wish I had a fuller head of hair and that I didn't have so many baby hairs framing my face. I know I'm in need of a haircut, and I've been talking about going to get a haircut for a while now, and for whatever reason, I still haven't made the appointment. Now, I know for some of you listening, that might seem silly. Like, what's the big deal? Make an appointment and go, right? But for me, it means possibly inconveniencing my husband because now he's got to take care of the kids so I can go get my hair cut done. And it also means me taking time away from working on my projects, including this podcast. In recognizing this and understanding my behavior and knowing that, I have a hang-up about my hair. So you would think, oh my gosh, she has a hang-up about her hair. So, you know, she'd probably want to do everything possible to make her hair look more attractive in her eyes, right? But she's not doing that. So I have to accept two things about myself. One, I'm very industrious. And for me, my time is better spent on working towards my goals than going to the salon to get a haircut. I feel that way, even though I know that it feels really good to go get a haircut. I mean, I feel beautiful after I get my hair done and it's blow-dried and it's like I feel like a new person. But the other thing that I have to accept about myself is that I have a hard time doing things for myself. I am, in many ways, a reformed people pleaser. But now the next step for me is to, you know, understand what that means. That it's okay to take time out from my busy work schedule to do a little upkeep. Um, And that I have to acknowledge that the sense of feeling good about doing that is just as important as being able to create another podcast episode. So I'm still very much a work in progress. But unlike the old version of me that would pick herself apart for not being as groomed as possible, I acknowledge that I am that work in progress. And I accept that without attaching judgment to it or approving or disapproving of this fact. Forgiveness is the third piece to growing in compassion. I want to share with you a belief from Eastern philosopher Lao Tzu. Now Lao Tzu said, If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. And if you're at peace, you are living in the present. So many times we feel ashamed or embarrassed or guilty for past events that happened in our lives fallouts between you and someone that you care about, or whenever you've made a mistake or reacted harshly and you hurt someone as a result. You know, we carry these burdens and play them on repeat 
and we blame ourselves for not showing up in a way that better serves us. So in this way, and in thinking about Lao Tzu's beliefs, our self-esteem can become depressed because we're living in the past. We can get this feeling of inferiority because we regret what happened or the pain that we experience from those moments or the pain that we cause others. Having compassion for oneself means being able to let go of that tendency that allows ourselves to suffer for things we can no longer control. It doesn't make whatever happened right. It just means that you accept to learn from that mistake and to grow from that experience. And then when you're at peace with your past, when you start off on a clean slate, that means you can enjoy the present and nurture a positive self-esteem. So remember, understanding does not mean approval. Acceptance does not mean approval. And forgiveness does not mean approval. So let's talk about how we can be more compassionate. Like I've mentioned earlier, compassion is a skill, which means you just don't decide, hey, I'm going to be compassionate from now on. You have to actively work towards becoming a more compassionate person. You have to train yourself to think differently. So if you're quick to judge and dismiss any thought, belief, or action that doesn't immediately register into your value system, and guess what? We can all be guilty of this. Your challenge is to pause and reflect. Your challenge is to seek to understand, to seek to accept, and to seek to forgive. You can seek to understand by asking yourself what need was trying to be met. So when Brenda was grazing on bread, what need was she trying to satisfy? I mean, obviously, she felt emotionally upset and she resorted to comforting herself with food. So what beliefs influence that behavior? Well, like I said, food is comforting and it makes you feel good temporarily. So then the next question you can ask yourself is, What painful emotion influenced the behavior? Now, Brenda hates fighting with her daughter. She desires closeness, not a strained relationship, but her need to protect her adult daughter interferes with her daughter's desire for autonomy. So let's think about these questions that we need to ask ourselves to learn to train that skill for compassion, not only for ourselves, but also for others. We need to think about what needs that behavior in question was trying to fill. We need to think about what beliefs fuel that behavior. And lastly, we also need to think about what emotions influence that behavior. When you can understand why people behave the way that they do, you can begin to accept the situation for what it is. Now remember, acceptance is not approval. It's just you acknowledge that sometimes people make decisions, whether they're high or low serving decisions, they make those decisions in an attempt to survive. And in stressful moments, that's all we're trying to do. We're all just trying to survive. The last part can be the hardest part. Because remember, compassion is a result of understanding, accepting, and forgiving. So the last part is for you to be able to extend forgiveness. 
It's for you to be able to offer a clean slate. It's for you to be able to let go of a grudge and to live in peace. The next time that you catch yourself talking to yourself in a hurtful way, in other words, when that inner critic starts rearing his or her ugly head, I want you to remember that you have a choice to silence that voice because that voice is not the truth. Okay, because the truth is that you can be understanding to yourself. You can accept yourself for where you are right now. And then you can also forgive yourself. And when you do that, you can move forward. You can move forward and continue to do whatever it is that you desire, whatever brings you more joy, whatever brings you more energy, because you're compassionate with yourself. And If you think about it, life is going to be full of ups and downs. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if life was always on the up and up, but I always find like you start taking things for granted when everything's going good, right? And you don't, certainly you don't learn anything, right? In those moments, in those trying moments, that's just life's way of teaching you to reflect and to give you an opportunity to grow. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast. I certainly love talking to you about compassion because like I said, I feel like the world needs more compassion and understanding. So until next time, the joyful and energetic mama in me sees and honors the joyful and energetic mama in you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe so that you're notified and never miss an episode. Of course, if you found today's topic super valuable, let me know by writing a review. And if you're not quite ready to do that, you can always share this episode with your friends. And remember, if you'd like to learn how to have a better period experience, you can click on the link in the show notes for this episode or go to bit.ly better period help to get weekly inbox updates. That's bit.ly forward slash better period health. Until next time.